three, two, one. Welcome to 96.3 OHM Radio. This is Tales from the Manor presented by Enough Pie, a nonprofit organization in Charleston's Upper Peninsula that uses creativity to connect and empower the community. Tales from the Manor features a conversation with residents of Joseph Floyd Manor with me, Jay Smith, and my co-host, Summer Anderson. Joseph Floyd Manor is a public housing high-rise in Charleston's Upper Peninsula filled with unique and wise elders who have incredible stories to share with the world. We're here to shine a little light on these neighbors and learn a little more about the people that came before us. So thank you for listening. Today I'd like to welcome our very special guest, Ja'Kayla Clay. How are you doing today, Ja'Kayla? I'm good. How are you? Thank you so much for joining us in the studio. No problem. Ja'Kayla, we were lucky to have Ja'Kayla here last week when we interviewed her fellow, Charles Edwards, Mm -hmm. and now she's back for her moment on the throne. (laughs) Can you share with us where and when you were born and a little about the place you grew up? Um, I was born in Carbondale, Illinois um, on July 9th, Mm -hmm. 1989. Um, It was okay, I guess. I really didn't spend too much time there, but Mm -hmm. normal place to grow up, I guess. What is Carbondale, where is it in the state? Is it close to a big city or? It's like um, maybe an hour or two from Springfield, Illinois. It's okay. not too far. Yeah. Was it a suburban environment or was um, it? Yeah. Pre-suburban. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and you have siblings? Yes. I am the baby of five. <gasps> You're the baby of five? Yeah. Oh <laughs> Amazing. What was your favorite part about your childhood? Um, honestly, <laughs> um, um, I would have to say when I got baptized at five, mm-hmm. that was a really important part of my life. Really, I guess, um, necessity because mm-hmm. I needed to know God, and God definitely already knew me. So, mm-hmm. yeah, it's amazing you remember that. Yeah. It's <laughs> pretty yeah. young for a memory. Yeah, I have a really vivid memory. I don't know why, but yeah. yeah. Pretty cool. Well, we spoke for just a minute about, I don't know how we got on the subject, but you said that when you were little, you had a house fire when you were around seven. Yes, I hated that. Was there any other crazy stories, good, bad, um, from childhood that you want to... Yeah, there's a lot. Yeah. I sense um, that there's a lot percolating. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, childhood... It, it was okay. Um, mm-hmm. Definitely rough and difficult due to, like, you know, the setting, the place, you know, things that were going on. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, I didn't like the fire. Um, yeah. It was just like a loud pop. Mm-hmm. And then I just started seeing flames, and I was like, mm. Mm. Yeah, it was pretty scary. Not good. <laughs> yeah, no, mm-hmm. it was really scary. Did it get your Halloween costume? Yes, I did get my Halloween costume. Oh, man. Um, yeah, I was gonna go as like a butterfly, uh-huh. but I had to immediately change to a cat because half mm-hmm. the suit was gone. Oh no! <laughs> yeah, oh, that's horrible. Yeah. So tell me how you got to Charleston. 
Um, my mom lives up here, mm-hmm. so um, kind of came up here to be around family, mm-hmm. stuff like that. Mm-hmm. How long have you been here? Um, we moved here what, like two Octobers ago. So okay, yeah, a little over two years yeah. almost. Who would you say has been the kindest to you in your life? The kindest to me. Mm-hmm. Um, I would have to say God because. Mm-hmm. You know, no, he's not a human form, but mm-hmm. he's very real. And um, mm-hmm. I feel like I had a lot of help from God, mm-hmm. um, especially finding him. Mm-hmm. It's it's more than just going to church and reading your Bible. You mm-hmm. have to renew your mind when right. it comes to God. Mm-hmm. And I, I got to say, God has definitely been the kindest. He's like that that parent that when they tell you not to touch a stove and then you do it like 8,000 times Mm -hmm. and then you wonder why you're burnt and Mm -hmm. they're kind of like that Neosporin. (laughs) I like that. Yeah. That's a good analogy. Yeah. He's Mm -hmm. been awesome. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I I know you were saying that there were some difficult times growing up and and how, how did you, I don't know, bring God into those situations and practice that faith? to get out of it was it more so um just having a a big prayer life or um just kind of surrendering it all to him how was that journey uh moving past those things and you including him in that um a lot of things were very difficult growing up um especially being a person that's been in and out of you know Uh, social services care and foster care and things like that but honestly when I couldn't figure it out anymore that's all you can run to is God Mm -hmm. Um, it definitely helps prepare you for the life ahead but um, the things back then were pretty bad so you know in in a time in, in a space like that you have no other option than to turn to God really right so yeah it sounds like your childhood you wasn't much of a childhood that you no. had to grow up fast and learn quickly. Yeah, it was kind of more of a, an adulthood stuck in a body of a childhood. Yes, yes. Um, but mm-hmm. yeah, mm-hmm. a lot of wisdom and prosperity can come from it if you know what you're doing. Mm-hmm. What other wisdom do you think that you learned through that? Like aside from you know just having that faith what are the biggest lessons some of the biggest lessons you just learned honestly i think the biggest lesson i've learned thus far is um in some cases failure is not an option but you have to fail in order to know you're doing something wrong to perfect it the next time but um life is just really hard you know um preparedness is the key it's always, you know, preparation before your destination because how do you know where you're going if you're not prepared for mm-hmm. it? So um, I think definitely getting closer to God, um, it's more than just a prayer thing for me. It's more of a kind of having him here, but you can't see him um, right. yeah. <laughs> type of thing. But I talk to God like he's my best friend, mm-hmm. and I know that he knows me, so why not? But um, as you should. Yes, but life is is very rough, and you you gotta have somebody to turn to. If you had like, if there was a listener who was a child that was going in and out of social services and had very tough circumstances, is there any other advice you would give that child? Um, 
yes, definitely know where and who your safety nets are. Mm -hmm. Um, Definitely, if it's possible, talk to psychiatrists, talk to therapists. Mm -hmm. Because as a child is growing into adolescence, it's very important that those years from maybe like 5 to 12 and Mm -hmm. up, you know, um, it's very important to have outlets. It's very important to focus on emotional and mental health. Right. Because they're often you know invisible health that you can't see right but you feel them it attacks you it can Mm -hmm. cause so many major problems but um just definitely know who your safety outlets are Mm -hmm. and know where your safe environments are that's good advice you know um just (laughs) it's hard because kids that are put into the that type of situation they're not prepared for it right so it's kind of like going out being enlisted at 18 in the army mm-hmm. not knowing what you're doing right but um definitely if you have a trusted teacher a trusted mm-hmm. friend tell them you know if something's right. not right do mm-hmm. tell them before it's too late yeah because a lot of tragic things can happen if mm-hmm. you wait too late yeah yeah that's good advice yeah mm-hmm. and from knowing you from the building i know that you you do have a child um i think a two two-year-old yes if i'm not mistaken um, I wish so, y'all could see her smile right now. Right, yeah. And he is so adorable. Uh, <laughs> but uh, after you having your own child and uh, going through the things that you went through as a child, what do you think the most important lesson that you've already in, have, you know, right off the bat, I'm trying to instill this into him right away um, so that he doesn't have to go through this or or you know have this mind frame what do you think some of the biggest lessons that you've already just okay we're teaching him this right now (laughs) um he's only two so (laughs) we don't teach him too much yet but he definitely knows yes and no's you know he knows what's good and what's not good um but for me being a mother uh is is just a really beautiful feeling Mm -hmm. and especially when you come from a background that maybe wasn't the best or was hard in growing up Mm -hmm. you can always guarantee that your child is never going to go through those type of things and yes it was a painful childhood but at the same time i think it helped grow me so when i have my own children it will never happen right and there's like a sense of security and protection when you can know that okay i made you Mm -hmm. and None of these horrible things are going to happen to you as long right. as I can help it. Right. And that kind of just gives me strength, you know, like it was worth going through, you know, a rough childhood and having to become a doll at a young age. Mm-hmm. It's it's a lot of things. But one thing I'm always thankful for is that God gave me him yeah. and his dad yeah. and that, you know, we can just really, truly take both of our backgrounds and the horrible things we've been through and make it righteous you right. know yeah. turn it around don't you have to break the curse somewhere you mm-hmm. can't keep right. letting the chain cycle keep going that's yeah. right you gotta break those generational curses yeah. yes yeah. yes that's true they're they're all there we all have to contend yeah somehow <laughs> <laughs> but you're very young how old are you 20 to, to be 20 i mean to say you were an old soul i think would be a, a, an, un, yeah. right <laughs> an understatement but um, to take past experiences and, and really just say the only direction to go here is forward and 
and better. Mm-hmm. And you can feel your determination when you speak about that. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Yeah, there's there's plenty of days where mm-hmm. I can reflect back on my childhood and just be thankful because, you know, now I may have something that I didn't have then, mm-hmm. vice versa. And, you know, just pointing out the pros and the cons of life, it helps mm-hmm. it go, you know, a little bit easier, I think. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, yeah, it, it wouldn't be possible without God for sure. Mm-hmm. Because it's an ugly world out here, but it's very beautiful in a masquerade. Mm. Do you have any regrets? Honestly, I don't. Um, I don't look at mistakes in life as regrets. I look at them as um, learning mm-hmm. tools, learning mechanisms, steps, lessons. Because um, if if you're a kid, say for instance, and you play with scissors and now your Barbie's hair is gone <laughs> and mom finds out, now you know that you shouldn't have cut the hair. Mm-hmm. But, you know, um, I just think it's a it's a beautiful thing once you get to be progressive. You, there's not a giving up part in you. You're determined to go somewhere. For those of you that are just tuning in, I'm Jay Smith along with my co-host Summer Anderson and we're talking to Ja'Kayla Clay a little bit about her her childhood and her upbringing and how she had her walk with Christ through that whole time that's what brought her out. So right now we're going to take a short break and play a song that she has chosen and it's called The Promise by Tracy Chapman. So enjoy the music and thanks for listening to OHM Radio, your nonprofit, non-commercial radio station. Thank you so much for tuning in to 96.3 Ohm Radio, your nonprofit, non-commercial local radio station. We are broadcasting live from workshop at 1503 King Street inside the Ohm Radio Station. My name is Summer Anderson, and I, along with Jay Smith, are the host of Tales for the Manor. For those of you just joining us, we have been talking to Ja'Kayla Clay about breaking long-held generational cycles. The beautiful promise of new birth and new patterns. And... Um, I have been so excited last week and this week about breaking out some amazing Tracy Chapman songs. (laughs) This has put a pep back in my step. Oh, that's good. And I don't know how I ever forgot that she was there. But I love the song, The Promise, and it's so beautiful. And I, I will say, having spent just a little time with both of you together, the depth of this song is, it's serious. I mean, there is a lot there and it matches your dynamic together perfectly, I think. 
So talk to us a little bit about that song, please. Um, the promise, uh, like you said, it's very deep. Um, the ima- imagination that her lyrics have in the imagery that she draws with her lyrics, um, they really touch you because it's not like, oh, I live in a fancy house, I have an $80 million car. It's not like that. She's talking about the streets. She's talking about poverty, the rapes of the world. Um, you know, just things that, you know, you can't help but to be moved when you hear her music. And um, the promise is just like, it's <laughs> it's kind of me and his thing. But um, I, I wanted that song because... It's more than just a day-by-day basis. This is year after year, uh, decade after decade, century if we live that long. But um, it just reminds you that, you know, you got you got an oath to somebody. You have a, a promise to somebody. And I am not the type of person to make, you know, promises. But if I do say I'll do something, I stick to my word. But um, her song really makes my heart warm, <laughs> especially for him. Um, <laughs> it's just, it's beautiful because, like, when you hear somebody sing how you feel, you're like, oh, my right? gosh. <laughs> it's the best feeling. Yeah. <laughs> I think when everything just works together yeah. with the lyrics and just, like, what's going on in life, you're like, this person is peeping in my in my life and they know exactly what's going on and it It makes you feel like you're not alone Mm -hmm. and that's like the biggest thing for music just for me personally it's Mm -hmm. like when I find songs like that I'm like okay well they made it through it and they made a song about it and they made some money off of that song so I can get through it too (laughs) right yeah definitely I know we heard from um him last week but I want to hear your side of the story (laughs) from your perspective how did you guys meet what was you know the chemistry there all that especially since you blushed the whole entire episode (laughs) um it was it was a heart-stopping moment um I was into photography and um just trying to get my work to be recognized at like uh, local art galleries and things like that and I happened to go in there one afternoon and there he was <laughs> over there the over there talking about uh, his his art <laughs> and I was like who drew that horse and he was like I did that ma'am and I was like can I have one and he was like you're more than welcome to one but you got to get a copy you can't have the real deal he said see here I'm the real deal here ma'am uh-huh. <laughs> and I was like oh well so it kind of just sprung from that but I fell in love with his art because in his art you can see the pain he's went through you know the tragedy the the uphills the blessings um things like that and it just I, I don't know, I guess it's hand and eye coordination, but I'm a photographer, so when I see something, I want somebody to feel mm-hmm. how I feel in that moment. Yeah. And I want to capture it, so, yes. you know, it can always be a mood changer mm-hmm. on a positive level. But, uh, yeah, I've seen this little chocolate stuff in there, and I was like, Ooh, oh, Lord. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he was just overall just goofy and so sweet mm-hmm. he has a little boy presence to him i always call him baby boy and he has that little baby boy in him <laughs> who's blushing now over there right <laughs> oh how the tables have turned <laughs> <laughs> but yeah i can definitely say that day i met my best friend 
and the love of my life for sure for sure because like i don't know if you guys ever felt like it but like have you ever had your husband bring you breakfast in bed my husband brings me coffee every morning and it is the i'm like you're done for the day that's all i need right <laughs> it's, it's, it's a little things like he'll he'll bring me breakfast in bed and i'll be like half sleep slob everywhere yeah and he's just like he's like wake up baby and it just like it soothes my soul you guys like the sun rising yes and it's just it's beautiful because even when he cooks i taste the love in it yeah like scrambled eggs soft extra cheese Mm -hmm. little dash of onion powder like (laughs) (laughs) but um well it's very special he's caring for you yes Mm -hmm. And I love him dearly for that. <laughs> you guys are cute Cheesy. together. <laughs> I think it, you, it's also very evident that creatively y'all are very connected. I mean, you reacted immediately to Charles's art, mm-hmm. and your your music tastes are similar. Yes. At least, at least one artist I know. Yeah. Can you talk a little bit about the first time you picked up a camera? Who gave you? How did you get that camera? Um, I started photography in high school. Um, and I just really, I don't know, I just like watching weird stuff, like <laughs> the the wind and how it makes the, the blades of grass kind of like propel and stuff like that. But um, I, I love nature and I love God and I know that he made everything. So um, it's just a really great feeling. Um, high school was awesome, um, but it was sophomore year, yeah. and. My um, art teacher, Miss Wolf and Mr. Daly, uh-huh. they really like challenged me, and so I ended up going into independent study, and I love it. I love it. I would not trade it for the world. That's amazing. Like, I love photography. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. So you felt an in- like when you picked up that camera for the first time, did you feel an instant something? Oh no! Oh Lord, no! no. It took a long time. <laughs> um, it didn't take a long time. I just I started out in film. Okay. So yeah, um, I really liked the camera. It was just like on a DSLR, you really have to yeah. know. You got to know your settings. You have to know them because if you don't, your picture's not coming out like you want it to. Mm-hmm. But um, film is really hard. I almost gave up. I'm not gonna lie. Mm-hmm. But. When I got to see my creation that I took come to life in the dark room, I was in love with it. Yes. Like, that was, like, that moment, like, hey, wow. do you have a newfound love? Yeah. <laughs> but um, I just think it's beautiful. Anything art dealing, I love, mm-hmm. like, culinary, love it. Um, I've been in theater before. I've been in choir, mm-hmm. things like that. I just, mm-hmm. I don't know. I just really like art. Yeah. yeah. You're a creative soul. Yes. Yes, and I also embroider on my off time. You do? Yes. Oh, I have a lot of respect for that. <laughs> Me I love too. Embroidery. That takes a lot of patience. Yes. Yeah. And a lot of needle prick. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Fingers. Yes, and like I don't do like the traditional Mm-mm. sewing machine. I I do this by hand. So. Yeah. But it's so pretty to see my work come to life, and it's like, oh, I did that. that. <laughs> yeah. Who taught you to embroider? Um, I took fiber arts in high school. So. You had a good high school. Yeah, I was gonna say. Yeah. 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 It was. It was really awesome. I got to cook. I got to do photography, take music if I wanted to, or music production, and just really the doors were open to endless possibilities at mm-hmm. that point. But art is what got me. I was like, no, nah, I like mm-hmm. art. <laughs> yeah. So when you look back at your life, when have you felt the most alone? 
Oh boy. It's a big one. It's a big question. My whole childhood. Mm-hmm. Um, Did it feel like an it just kind of an endless stream of that feeling? Definitely. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been in and out of foster care since I was three. Mm-hmm. So, um, and that didn't end until I was like 15. Mm-hmm. So it was it was definitely rough. Um, even before being put into foster care, you know, my mom would be, you know, prostituting, mm-hmm. you know, not paying bills with mm-hmm. rent money, but buying drugs in exchange. But um, mm-hmm. things didn't really look up for me mm-hmm. in my eyes until maybe the end of middle school, beginning of high school. Mm-hmm. And then a couple years later, I meet a second. But you had to um, wait a long time, and you had to go through a lot of horrible things. Yeah. But in some ways, you can feel that you really appreciate. You don't take anything for granted. Mm-hmm. Definitely not. Yeah. Um, things being taken for granted is not an option for me because I've been through the worst of the worst. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think it just gives you an overall sense of hope and like, okay, maybe I have this, maybe. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, rough times are gonna happen. I actually think that people should go through some rough things so it makes them a strong person and builds their character. Um, like for me, if my son would ask me, you know, mm-hmm. mom, should I have to go through this? Or I just went through that and it might be a bad experience for him, but he has to learn that life is not sweet. It's, it's mm-hmm. not a, it's not a thing that just goes by day by day. Everything is not going to be all rainbows as some would say, but I have one more question here that I'd, I'd kind of like to wrap up the show with. Uh, how would you like to be remembered? Um, I would definitely want people to see that, you know, if things may not go right, that you have to go through something in order to become something. Mm-hmm. And I would just want to be remembered as a God-loving and fearing woman. Um, that did her best <laughs> to get to the heaven gates, mm-hmm. but uh, I can't. I can't really answer that <laughs> though. You just it's did. Tough, it's yeah. a tough question. <laughs> no, for great answer. You just okay. did. I mean, you know, sometimes um, what we want to leave, it, it doesn't have to be so complicated. It could, you know, the life in the world is already complicated enough. Simplicity yeah. can be the most beautiful thing, and so. I, I don't think it was a wrong answer or a bad answer. I think it was perfect and it fits you. So I think you will be remembered that way. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> Kayla, thank you so much for coming sharing with us today. No problem. You've been listening to Enough Pies, Tales from the Manor, a conversation with residents of the Joseph Lloyd Manor with me and my co-host, Jay Smith. To learn more about Enough Pie, a nonprofit that uses creativity to connect and empower our community on Charleston's Upper Peninsula, please visit enoughpie.org. To learn more about Ohm Radio, please visit www.ohmradio963.org. Thank you so much for joining us again. No problem. And thank listeners, you for thank you so much for listening. Remember to circulate great positive energy and um, keep the faith and keep pushing forward. We'll see you next time. <laughs>